Welcome to Unicorn Talent Hunter. I'm Crystal Speed, your HR strategist. If you are a solo or maturing entrepreneur looking to build and grow your team with great people, this is where you need to be. I can't wait to share the tips, best practices, and mindset shifts I've learned after nearly 15 years of building great teams. Let's dig in. Do unicorns exist? (laughs) I think that's the fundamental question we need to answer before we even delve into this whole podcast journey of unicorn talent hunter. So, you know, the premise is that we are hunting for talent, for employees, for team members that are like these unicorns, these mystical, um, magical beings. And if we're going to hunt for them, let's first of all get clear, do these people really exist? (laughs) Or is it just a phenomenon like this ideal and hey, you know, it's not something that is actually attainable. So let's just not even worry and we can just go for regular folks. So we're going to spend the next couple minutes really delving into this idea of unicorns as it relates to people that you bring on your team and answering that question, do unicorns exist? (laughs) So let's dive in. So first of all, you probably know my answer already. (laughs) You know, if I named a whole podcast about this, then you probably can infer or assume that at least me, Crystal Speed, your HR strategist, believes that they do exist. Well, I do. I I honestly, honestly do believe that unicorns exist. And as leaders, we can be intentional about finding the right unicorns for our businesses. So let's start by first defining what is a unicorn employee? Like Crystal, when you talk about unicorns, what exactly are you talking about? What you mean? (laughs) You know, so let me go ahead and break it down. So I define a unicorn employee as someone who is possibly rare, highly qualified, passionate, self-motivated, a person who, um, you know, has skills and abilities that are a unique mix that really help Um, solve a problem and solve a need within an organization. Typically, they are individuals that have a can-do attitude, who are um, teachable, coachable, and who are committed to growing with the organization and have a keen understanding of their skill set and have a passion around it. Unicorns may look a little different and your unicorn may look a little different from mine, but in general, you know, they are going to be people that have skills, knowledge, experiences, abilities that really set them apart and will help them thrive in a role and in the right organization. And I honestly believe that anyone Yeah, I'm making a big statement, a big declaration there, that anyone can be a unicorn employee. I believe that it takes the right environment, leadership, 
and the right time within their career to really be able to show those unicorn characteristics and to be able to thrive and contribute well to the organization. Remember when we're talking about unicorn employees, or at least when I'm talking about a unicorn, I'm talking about someone who is highly qualified, who is passionate about the work, who is self-motivated, and who is a good fit within that particular environment. So when we are looking for unicorn talent, it takes a little bit of being intentional about who you need and what kind of skills and capabilities that you're looking for. And thinking about, you know, what, based upon my business, the culture, the work environment, is it a place where this unicorn, this person will be able to thrive? I want you to take a moment. I want you to think back to your own work history. So thinking about the different experiences that you've had, maybe, you know, from your first job up until now. So thinking about those times, those places, those spaces, those bosses <laughs> that you engage with. So I want you to think back to when and where did you feel you made your best contributions? Think about that time. Where were you? What was, what was it that you were responsible for? What were you doing? Um, who were the people on your team as well as those who were leading you in this particular space? Think about what you did during that time, what you loved about it, and how you felt. So I can think back to a couple different instances where I had wonderful work experiences. I actually started my career as a teacher, as an elementary school teacher. And so for four years, I taught in um, Fairfax County, Virginia, and I taught third and fourth grade, and it was excellent. But I was right out of graduate school, and I went into this school and it was incredible, right? Um, and even though I was young, um, a little inexperienced because I had only done student teaching up until that point. So it was my first time being in the classroom. I was able to contribute and contribute well, where I felt like I was a valued member of the team and my kids were learning and we were having fun doing it. And it was a joy to come to work just about every day because I loved what I was doing and I was good at it, I was capable and I knew I was changing lives, that I was supporting the mission for which I was hired. And there are a couple of reasons why I was able to thrive in that environment. One, I had the skills I needed. Um, I was prepared very well by my alma mater, South Carolina State University, as well as Vanderbilt University where I got my master's, but I was prepared, right? I had the skill set, I had the knowledge, um, and I had done a little bit of student teaching and um, pre-service hours where I was really honing my skills. So as a new teacher, I was solid, right? But also, when I came into that environment, they made sure that I had mentorship, that I had a team that was going to support me, and I had leadership that was really committed to me doing well. So, you know, they took a chance on me, this new person who was just coming into the field of education, but they knew that I had the potential and I had some experience that was an indication that, mm, 
She's that rare find, that highly qualified new teacher. She's passionate, she's self-motivated. We think this is the unicorn <laughs> for our team. And I was able to really rise to the occasion because of all those things coming together at play. Again, it took me being prepared and having some skills and some experience, but also the environment was ripe to leverage my skill set and to be able to support me in my growth. And the team was already good. So bringing in another good team member just made it even better. So that was an example of how, you know, yes, you could bring in this unicorn talent and they could thrive because everything was working well in concert. It was beautiful. And I was there for four years. And so, you know, I, I was able to become our great level lead where there was a lot of leadership responsibility and my team members were great in supporting me in this. And I, I did a lot of different things to develop professionally and really grow as a teacher. So at the end of four years, I'm like, you know what? This unicorn is about to fly. So I, I had always wanted to be a teacher in DC public schools. And so I decided I got some great experience, some foundation laid, let me go ahead to DC and you know change some kids' lives over there. So I went to DC, it's interesting. Um, I was very particular about the type of school I wanted and I got it. I wanted a really hard school where the needs were great, where my skill set and my ability was going to um, really impact lives positively. So I found a school and started working there and immediately, yes, immediately, this unicorn <laughs> looked more like a rhino, <laughs> you know, if we're using these metaphors where, you know, nothing had changed with me. I still was highly um, qualified and capable. I was passionate, I was self-motivated, but the environment that I found myself in was one in which I wasn't able to thrive. Leadership was struggling because there was so much like ugh, structural issues and like um, collaboration wasn't happening. Uh, there was infighting between the staff, like there were factions of the staff where some were very aligned with where the principal was going and some did everything in their power to fight against it. Let me ask you, do you have some team members right now who are like that, who will fight against every single thing you try to do as a leader because they're just contrary and want to do things their own way? Well, if you do, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this in another episode, but if you do, those are the type of people who are going to make it very, very difficult for your unicorn talent to come in and thrive. So, I, a unicorn, was not able to really contribute at the levels that I wanted to, was frustrated many, many times. I knew, I knew that I was a good teacher. I knew what I had done in the schools uh, that I had student taught in, as well as the school where I worked for four years previously. I knew how I had helped my kids like reach different benchmarks with math and reading and science. I knew that my strategies were solid, but in this particular environment, I was not seeing any of that coming to fruition. Again, the environment, the leadership, the team dynamics, the work culture, oh, 
all of that stifled me being able to be a unicorn employee. And it's funny because there were other unicorns who were on that team and they found the same type of challenges that I did, you know, where they weren't able to really bring their best selves to work every day because they just couldn't thrive there. So those are two examples that I wanted to share that, you know what, unicorn employees, they exist. You can find that talent, you can hunt them out, but once you get them, those highly qualified, those passionate, those motivated, those contributors who are ready to just like, you know, excel and grow your organization and join you in reaching your goals, they will either succeed or fail based upon, or maybe struggle, fail might be a, a harsh word, but you know, they may succeed and thrive or they may struggle based upon if your environment is not ready for them. So, you know, unicorn talent does exist. And when we find them, we need to make sure that we bring them in, in a way that really helps them to continue to cultivate their gifts and their talents and being able to contribute and share those with the people that need it. So that was a long way of saying, yes, yes, unicorns do exist. And I believe it has a lot to do with not only their abilities, but also the um, leadership, as well as the work culture or environment that they step into. So unicorns do exist. We can help cultivate and nurture environments and leadership spaces where they're able to thrive. But let's talk about mm, why would you want a unicorn on your team? And it's funny because part of me is like, why wouldn't you want a unicorn on your team? But, you know, there are some people who are like, mm, yeah, I'm good. You know, I, I just need like a middle of the road person. I don't need a unicorn. I just need a middle of the road person who's going to do what they're going to do. Well, you know what? Let me um, just share with you a couple reasons why I think you probably want to consider why you need a unicorn on your team. So again, a unicorn is someone that has a skill set and ability that, you know, it has the right mix of skills and abilities and knowledge and experience where they're able to be a, um, a valuable asset within your organization. And age maturity or years of experience does not have quite as much to do with it as, you know, how they're being leveraged in that particular role. So you could have an entry-level person, like the example that I gave when I started my teaching career, where I had a lot of, um, you know, raw kind of talent and some potential that was massaged and like cultivated, but that raw talent was like, mm, that was a good mix, right? Where we knew that that unicorn was going to do some great things for our team. So you want a unicorn in your organization because really, let's be real, your organization is best served when you have a well-equipped team. I even like to think of this as a balanced team. So where you have individuals that are operating in their zone of genius, Mm, I love when that happens. When I got someone who is really good in operations, I got someone who's good in sales over here. I'm good. I have someone who's good in program design and management, someone who really understands customer experience and can help guide our customers through that. I love it when people are operating in their, their skills of expertise and their zone of genius, because that makes my job so much more easier as a leader, as the 
you know, the CEO or the boss, or in many instances as the HR partner within the organization. It makes my job so much easier when everybody else is in the right place, doing the right thing, the pieces of the puzzle are fitting so well. But your organization is best served when you have a well-equipped team where everybody is operating in that zone, they're genius, doing what they do best, and when they're working towards a common goal. Many times as leaders, you know, the goal might be clear in our heads, but it's not always clear to our people. But when our people know where our organization is going, where the vision has been made crystal clear and then can become operationalized and each of us has a piece, have a responsibility in ensuring that this goal or these uh, strategic objectives are met, mm, magic happens. I love it when, you know, when I have teams that are working together towards a common goal where everybody understands how, where we're going and how their particular piece contributes to it. Ooh, that is so good. That is so good. So, I mean, it really requires as leaders for us to share the vision, to make it plain, and to ensure that there is buy-in as well as uh, people understand how they're responsible for it. Many times, you know, when I'm working with leaders, when we are thinking about um, setting goals for the year, we'll do the organizational goals and then we'll do like ownership. You know, where does this fall? Who is responsible for this? What area or department is really going to support us achieving this goal? And then helping people understand that the tasks that they're doing on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual basis, that they all are helping to move us forward as we look towards, you know, meeting that goal and moving towards strategic directive and moving towards fulfilling our mission. So I love it. Yes, I love it when we're working together towards our goals. Again, leaders, it doesn't serve anyone really well when the goal or the vision is in your head and it doesn't become a goal and it's not shared with others. You can't do it all and you can't expect your people to read your mind and know like, mm, yeah, like we're all going in this direction. They're not mind readers. You need to share it with them. And once it's shared and once they're working in their zone of genius, mm, again, that's where magic happens. And I absolutely love that. So you need, you want unicorns on your team so that your organization can continue to move towards those goals that you have set, set so that you can thrive, so that you can realize, um, you know, the growth goals and that your business can scale well. And it releases you a bit as a leader. When you have unicorns operating in their zone of genius, you don't have to do all the things. And I know many of y'all are burnt out or near burnt out because you've been doing all the things, you know, and you've been going up behind people and sweeping up behind them, cleaning up their messes. But when you have unicorn employees, when you have people who are capable, mm, when you have people that are capable, you can start doing those CEO things that only you can do. You can start leading and your zone of genius and ensuring that you got your team set up where they are, you know, really cooking, <laughs> so to speak, where they're really thriving and contributing well. So, 
you might be thinking, okay, Crystal, this is all good. You know, you told me what a unicorn boy was. You told me like why I need it. And I, I feel you on that. I do. I want to be released to do CEO things. <laughs> That's excellent. But you might have like the question, like, mm, all that is good, but I don't even know the first thing about getting a unicorn on my team because I have had horrible, horrible luck. Or, you know, by chance I've had good people that come and go, but I really don't know a process, a really good method for getting unicorns on my team. So Crystal, can you tell me? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I can tell you about how to get these capable but motivated um, employees or contractors on your team. So with unicorn talent, you need to know what you need. It's not enough to say like, mm, you know, I, I can no longer do like the customer experience or the customer journey stuff. So I just need to get rid of that and give it to somebody else. Or I don't really like doing um, the financial processes in my business. So I just need to like throw that to like somebody else. It's nice to know what you don't want to do and what you shouldn't be doing, but we need to be clear, like really outline what are the tasks and responsibilities so that when you have clarity around that, then you can say, okay, these are the tasks, these are the responsibilities that I need to find a unicorn for. And once I outline those, then I can start thinking about the skills that would be needed. And then thinking about, okay, so this is the actual role. So many times, um, you know, I deal with, I, I work with solopreneurs and I love working with solopreneurs, but when they're thinking about starting their team, usually they're like, I need a VA. That's the first thing. So many people say, say like, get you a VA. And yeah, maybe as a solopreneur, maybe, you know, that your first hire is a VA, but I like talking about what exactly is it that you need to get help and support with? What are those tasks and responsibilities? Because you might find it's not a VA at all. You might find that in order for your business to really be able to move to the next level, you might need to get some of that financial stuff off of your plate. Or you might need to really get someone who can close sales very well. Or you may need to get some marketing help where you could still do some of those um, administrative tasks and get some of that other stuff off of your plate. And you might find, you know, going through it that yes, we have confirmed VA is a place for you to start and that's absolutely fine. But I don't like assuming that just because I need help, it means I need a VA because it doesn't always mean that. So when you are trying to get unicorn employees, just think about what are the tasks and responsibilities that need to be done how does that fit into like skills and competencies that would help an individual be able to get that done? And then that moves into the role. And so you might find that with your whole long list that it might be one role, but usually it's not. With a whole long list, then maybe it's a couple different roles. And so you might think about, okay, I will get a unicorn employee, someone really capable and talented in this area of my business. And then I'll get someone um, to meet these other requirements in this area of my business. But once you've identified who it is you need, then go and find them. And you find them where they hang out. Like, it's also so funny to me, like when we think about, you know, 
I just don't know where to find people. You know, I get that question a lot. Like, where do I go? What job boards should I use? Um, and I would say it depends. It really does. It depends on who you are looking for. So once you've identified the, the skills, the competencies and what that role is, then you wanna think about, just like you think about your ideal client where they hang out, you think about your ideal candidate, your ideal employee, your ideal unicorn. You think about where do these people hang out? You know, um, you know what, what types of um, maybe Facebook groups are they involved in? What might their, um, their interests be? Where might they be as far as like professional organizations? Um, you know, I at early in my HR career, I um, did a lot of recruitment for software engineers and um, and software testers and you know just technical types of roles. And so I had to think like a software engineer, like where are they hanging out? Um, you know, I'm going to those professional organizations. I'm looking at colleges and universities that have programs that are highly um, regarded and ranked in those areas and looking for alumni from those places. I am looking within my own internal network. So you want to really start thinking about where do these people hang out and how can I hang out with them? <laughs> and, you know, just getting in front of them that way. And once you've identified who you need, identified where they hang out, then you can really design a process that will help you get them into your organization. And I think I mentioned this before, but I think it is so, so important that, you know, as we're going through the process, it's important to be clear on one, our goals as an organization. So, you know, if you're looking to fill a particular position where it's really a right now need and it's not something that's going to grow with the organization, if your organization's needs are going to be like growing rapidly, then you might want to think about, okay, how does this fit for right now, but also will evolve in the future? Because you want there to be some um, level of growth. And it may be like, okay, this role is temporary. And then we look for, you know, other roles in the future, which is absolutely fine. But you want to be clear on what is the strategic direction of your organization? What are the goals associated with that? And what people are going to help me meet those goals so that you can go find them, right? You don't want to um, start hiring for a VA when you know that you actually need, you know, something more robust within your organization, or you don't want to necessarily say, okay, I'm going to hire specifically for social media strategy when you might need to do a whole like digital marketing um, overhaul. You know, so it's worthwhile to understand what your goals are so that when you start looking for these um, people, this talent to bring into your organization, that it meets not only what you need currently, but can grow with you or you have a plan for how your needs are going to evolve and how you'll continue to meet those needs. So clarity on your goals. You also want clarity on your values. And I've seen this, you know, across my career time and time again, how the values of an organization can either bring out the absolute best in people and help them thrive, or it can just be a total detriment and a frustration to those good people that you brought onto your team. So you want to be 
clear on your values and you wanna ensure that you are living them out. So what do I mean by that? So your values are those, those ideals that you won't compromise on as a leader. So within my organization, there are um, a couple values that I hold to. And so one is excellence. I believe in executing with excellence. And so when we are um, going through like an interviewing or hiring process, I'm first making sure that I execute everything with excellence, but also I'm looking back to see how is this displayed with how candidates are engaging and interacting with me, you know, and there are little things that can be hints to, you know, if they have a bent and a bias towards executing with excellence, or if they just kind of rush through things and just kind of give me any old thing. And so I integrate that into, you know, what I'm looking for, how I even share what I'm looking for with other individuals. Also, I'm really big on continuous growth and improvement. It's probably because I, I'm a teacher by heart and by nature. And so, you know, I think we're always learning. Learning, we're always growing. And I want people who can show me that they are ready to, like they want to continue growing. And so, you know, that might look like asking them questions about, you know, what's something that you do better today that you didn't do quite as well last year? I want to see how you're improving, how you're growing, or what are some of your goals for the next year, the next three years, the next five years, you know, thinking about, you know, how they're planning for the future and how that really fits into development and growth, but continuous improvement and continuous growth is very, very important to me as a leader. And so it's a value within my organization. And because I'm clear on that, I know that when I'm looking for people, you know, they may be top of their game. <laughs> they may be top of their game in um, the particular area of expertise, but if they're like, yeah, I'm good. You know, I am a seasoned professional in this particular area and I don't have any desire to like do any more professional development or learn any new skill sets that's a red flag to me like you know they're great at what they do but I want people who are going to want to continue to grow and learn maybe stretch themselves outside of where they are and even people who are open to helping you know others on the team to grow so me being clear on my values helps me understand if you know this unicorn is a good fit for my business is it a good fit for my client is it a good fit for where we're going as an organization and then, you know, making a decision that way. And then also you want clarity on the skills that you need in your organization. And I talked about that a bit. So, um, you know, I hope, you know, I gave you a couple little good tidbits about getting these unicorns into your business. I mean, we are going to explore all of this. This is just episode one of the podcast. And, you know, I kind of threw everything at you, but I wanted to get some foundation there because, you know, I wanted us to be clear, like, yes, unicorns do exist. And it depends on a couple things to make sure that they are able to thrive in our organization. So open the next season, we're going to dig deep into this. So some days it'll be me sharing my HR expertise. Other days it'll be, you know, talking with seasoned entrepreneurs where they can walk us through their 
process about how they have identified, you know, good talent, how they've been able to bring them into their organization and how they've been able to nurture and grow them. And maybe even some of the missteps that they made along the way. So we'll, we'll listen and hear from some seasoned entrepreneurs. I'm looking forward to that. Also, we're going to be doing some hot seats, y'all. <laughs> and I absolutely love that. So hot seats are basically where we'll have a solopreneur or a early stage entrepreneur who is like, I need help. I need help getting the right team in place. And you know what? I am here for it. Uh, with 15 years of experience in HR and operations, there are very few things that surprise me anymore. I've had a lot of different experiences and had to navigate some sticky situations. So we're going to take this hot seat and we're going to help some people and hopefully you too think about processes, systems, mindset. That's a big thing, as well as the culture that you're cultivating that will help you really navigate some of these challenges in regards to finding and keeping and growing the talent that you need in your business. And then also, um, I'm a, I just love HR. I know not everybody does, but I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think HR can be your friend, (laughs) but um, I have some HR pros that are going to be stopping by um, during the season as well, where we're going to do a round table or two and just talk about stuff that is going to help resource you as a leader. I love it that there are so many HR pros who, you know, specialize in different areas. I really hone in on um, what's called talent acquisition and development. So, you know, finding the right people, onboarding them and helping them to develop and grow in your organization. So I love being able to talk about that, but I also like getting in our training people or those who deal with leadership coaching or those who deal with like kind of setting up your total compensation because that plays a part in how you can get good talent to your organization. If you can't pay them well, then you might not be able to get the people you want. Or if you don't have a total package that really um, entices them, then you might, you know, not be able to get that unicorn talent. So we really want, I want really want to resource you. So we're going to do that through our HR roundtables, as well as interviews with entrepreneurs, seasoned entrepreneurs and hot seats with some maturing small business um, owners and solopreneurs. So, you know, we're going to dive deep and go into each of these topics. So I, I did a high level overview and I probably gave you a lot and hopefully something you can chew on, you know, if you have questions questions, feel free to reach out. Um, you know, in the show notes, you'll see how you can get connected, but I would love to hear your questions. If there are specific ones that you have about, you know, the definition that I have around a unicorn employee or, you know, the, the aspects that I talked about, you know, what really helps people thrive in your organization as unicorns. So, you know, whatever questions you have, feel free to, um, you know, drop them, but we are going to go deep this season and I can't wait. I'm so excited and I hope that you are excited too. And I cannot wait to just share more with you as well as you to hear from the individuals that will be on the show with me. So until the next time, you know, go hunt those unicorns. They are out there. They exist. And your business needs them. Your business deserves them. I mean, really, you are doing dope things in your business. So you need dope people to help you achieve those goals. So let's do this. Okay. Okay.
Thanks for joining me for this episode of Unicorn Talent Hunter. Remember that you can join our email list at unicorntalenthunter.com for more tips and tricks on how to find, keep, and grow your team. Also, subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next episode. I'm Crystal Speed. Happy hunting.